Uh, and here's what I found. If, if you were gonna charge your vehicle at home the whole time, you could estimate uh, to spend about $401 to charge. And so that, that takes care of everything. An equivalent, if you're gonna buy gas at the current price to go 12,000 miles, is about $1,488 a year. So there's over $1,000 of savings just in the gas uh, component right, right there. This is Middle Tennessee Electric's Plugged In Podcast. This podcast focuses on the world of electric vehicles. It is for all EV enthusiasts, whether you are an early adopter and have been driving an EV for years, or you're just starting your research, this podcast is for you. Today we're going to be talking about the actual cost of EV ownership versus an internal combustion engine. Hello, I'm Amy Byers. And I'm Brandon Wagner. And we would like to welcome you to Middle Tennessee Electric's Plugged In Podcast. So Brandon, first let's talk about the cost savings that you will have going from the ICE engine, the internal combustion engine, versus the EV. Well, there's um, the most obvious thing is the savings on gas. That's what everybody's kind of looking at first, and it's probably the most impactful savings uh, component. So I started looking at you know, how much would it really cost to charge your vehicle in a year, and then that way you can have a kind of a comparison to see whether or not uh, you're going to save money um, with buying gas. So there's a few variables, right? Because every every car is different. Uh, so what what I've done is I've kind of made a little analysis. Um, so there's some assumptions. Um, this analysis assumes that you're driving about 12,000 miles a year, that your miles per gallon uh, in your ICE vehicle is about 25, and that the cost of a gallon of gas is about three dollars and ten cents. We just we just looked, and that seems to be mm-hmm. uh, what the current rate is right now. And I actually went back and looked at the average uh, per kWh energy rate that Middle Tennessee Electric charged over the last 12 months, and that averaged out to 9.664 cents. So we're getting really, you know, really specific. Uh, and here's what I found: if if you were going to charge your vehicle at home the whole time, you could estimate uh, to spend about 401 dollars to charge. And so that that takes care of everything. An equivalent, if you're going to buy gas at the current price to go 12,000 miles, is about $1,488 a year. So there's over $1,000 of savings just in the gas uh, component right right there. So I, I like to analyze it even a little bit more than just on a per year basis. So I went and looked at you know your average per month. You're going to spend about $124 a month in gas, whereas you'll spend about $33 a month on your electric bill. And then the, um, I like to go even further, right? How, what, you know, what does this really mean when I'm driving down the road? You're spending probably $12, I'm sorry, 12.4 cents per mile on your ICE vehicle um, in gas. Uh, the equivalent per mile that you're spending on an electric vehicle, 3.3 cents. Now, if you want to get really you know, cost savings driven, um, there's a lot of people that I know that find ways to charge at work for free or there's there's some free level two charging around town and uh, some people will figure out how to do that you know Amy we've talked to a car club member who actually got uh, two years of free charging when they bought their vehicle at certain level three chargers mm-hmm. and, and one person planned an entire trip to Tucson and back and didn't spend a, a penny on on fuel or on on energy so there are ways to bring that down even lower but but if you're going to charge at home the whole time 
$400 a year is what you can expect to, to spend compared to $1,400. Yeah, that's a lot of savings. And, and then you don't have the hassle of going to the gas station. <laughs> exactly. I'm one of those I hate to get in the car and have no gas because it's always going to be on a really, really windy day or a really cold day or you know, rain, you know, and, or, or everybody needs gas at the same time and you're waiting on it. I mean, it's just going to the gas station is the worst. So yeah. you have that savings on top of just not having to deal with gas stations anymore, which, will, which is a great thing as yeah, well. You wake up every morning with a f full battery. Ready to go. And, uh, yeah. If you're like me, you don't, I don't normally budget in a lot of extra time to travel. So I'm usually sliding in wherever I need to be at the very last minute. I don't yeah. plan for another 10 minutes to stop at a gas station. No, and that's true. And you're always going to need gas when you're running late. That's right. I mean, that's just the law, of the, the law yeah. of the land, I guess. It always happens that way. So... Um, but you know, you mentioned about uh, when in your calculations about what our rates were. So, um, of course, Middle Tennessee Electric's rates are really um, very consistent. We don't have a lot of we don't have fluctuate. I mean, we haven't had a rate increase in several several years, and and so we're doing good on that aspect. Um, but we do have the TVA fuel cost adjustment, which um, you know I don't know if if. You know, our listeners realize what that is. And of course, that's a rate that TVA sets that that changes monthly, and it is determined by um, the what they have to purchase, like the natural gas, and and that they have to purchase to make the power, and so and the other commodities that they use. So as those prices fluctuate up or down, TVA will adjust this rate. So um, it has gone up. And it has, you know, usually it'll lower a little bit when we get into the shoulder months. Unfortunately, as with everything, when the demand is there, the prices are going to go up. So in the really hot of the summer, the really cold of the winter, that rate is going to usually rise because they're having to buy more product and that product is going up as well in price. So um, with your calculations, you know, we have the Mill Tennessee Electric rate that remains constant, but they would need to... Con Think about that the FCA rate would fluctuate at different times of the year. That's right. So um, TVA is on a an, uh, October to October fiscal year. Mm -hmm. So every October there's uh, there's base rates that are put out for the next 12 months till the, till the next October. And there are, are three seasons that are factored into that transition months, summer months, and winter months. And summer months do have the highest um, energy rates during that time. Uh, because because it's the most used time, and there's a lot of hot days where people are running air conditioning, and it's just it just costs more for TVA to, to generate the electricity. The um, the fuel cost, like you said, it, it can fluctuate month to month. It's not set in October. One of the reasons this originally came about was because they wanted to be able to give people some flexibility on on um, what their their payment was going to be. Every the, the base would be set, and they could plan for that. But then this other cost would be something that they're, they're not trying to make money on. It's a straight pass through. Oh, what we would suggest is uh, to guard against the heavy fluctuation of FCA is do the levelized billing, which you, you can talk a little bit more about what that is. The, the levelized billing program, I mean, it is, it is a great program if you're on a budget or if you just don't want those spikes. You know, the, the heat of the summer when everybody's bill just doubled and then, of course, the January, February bills, the same thing happened in the winter. And the levelized billing, the beauty of that program is a continual average. So your bill is going to fluctuate a few dollars every 
every month, but but not a significant amount to where you'll be like, this has gone up or this has gone down. You know, it's just going to be a few dollars because it's that continual average. So you'll know what, what you have. Um, you know, we, we have other programs where we have the fixed budget billing course with that. It's a set amount and there's true ups that you have to do, mm-hmm. um, you know, different times a year. You know, you may have to, if you have an overage, you have to pay that or, or we may wind up having to pay you. But the levelized billing to me is the best option because you don't have to worry with any of that. And it's still basically the same amount, given give or take a few dollars, and you can count on that. And it, it, it alleviates those moments where you go to the mailbox and you're like, you're kidding me, this is my electric bill. You know, it, it, it alleviates that. And, and that's going to help with, um, you know, when we're talking about the, the money spent on charging, is the FCA rate as the Middle Tennessee electric rate, they are per kilowatt hour rates. So the more kilowatt hours you use, you know, your times and get tied that higher FCA rate, you know, that bill's going to go up. So the, the levelized billing will certainly help with that. And I want to remind everybody too that you can go to our website, mte.com forward slash rates, and you can see um, number one, we've got some information on the FCA on there. You, we've got a graph of like two years of the FCA, so you can see how it goes up and down. And then um, you can actually look at our rates. So you can go there monthly, get what our rates are, get what the FCA rate is, and, and do this calculation like you have done yourself to kind of, kind of, if you're trying to figure out exactly how much am I spending, you know, right. on the, if you want to keep up with that, maybe chart that for a year, you know, this is how much I'm spending and maybe your, your spouse is driving the, the ICE vehicle and like you keep up with how much you're spending and then you can kind of compare at the end of the year. Yeah. And that's why I like doing the, the annual estimate because month to month it's, it, it will look different mm-hmm. and it's hard to predict if someone said, well, how much am I going to spend this month? Well, that's really tough. But if, if we look at it over a year, that's pretty reliable. And you think too, I mean, gas prices fluctuate as well. So this is an opportunity to pretty much standardize and wrap your head around, I know how much I'm going to spend over a year. Um, so, and that 9.66 cents that I shared, that includes the fuel cost adjustment. So even with higher than you know what we normally would expect for fuel cost, we're still below 10 cents. Uh, so that, that's, that's encouraging. take a quick break from the podcast so I can let you know about Middle Tennessee Electric's EV Ready program. This program gives a $50 credit to Middle Tennessee Electric members who have installed or are in the process of installing a level two charger in their home. For more information on this program, go to mte.com forward slash drive EV. Now back to the podcast. And one thing uh, to remember as well, I mean, our, our members are very fortunate here in Middle Tennessee because the Middle Tennessee electric rates are 25% below the national average. Mm-hmm. But we'll move on from rates. I think we've discussed <laughs> rates enough. So I want to talk a little bit about um, for those that are in the market for a used EV. Um, you can qualify for some tax credits. I'm not, I know you keep up with all that, so I'm just going to turn it over to you. And, and what do you know about the tax credits for used EVs? Yeah, so bear with me. I'm going to, you know, I, keep, I get these numbers confused, so i got to actually read it. I found a good article that has some uh, information. But when you're talking about cost, you know, obviously we spend a lot of time on rates because people are, are comparing fueling and charging. But there is also the... Um, the savings and maintenance, mm-hmm. but the total cost of ownership comes down to how much is my 
upfront payment for the car? What kind of incentives am I getting? All that really needs to be accounted for. So what I've, uh, with the Infl Inflation Reduction Act that was recently signed, it did a few things that um, changed the tax credits. One of those was, uh, will we'll actually kick in January of 2023, and that will be the first time that used electric vehicles will qualify for a uh, tax credit. Now, it's, hopefully we can have a podcast just on tax credits. We'll get a tax professional on here that can go, talk through it because there are some income limits and there's also um, a, some pricing on the car. So the car ha uh, can has to have a sticker price less than 25,000. Um, the, the incentive can go up to 30% of that as long as that's below 4,000. So it maxes out at $4,000 or 30% of what you pay for the car. But there's, for the first time ever, if you're, if you're like me, and I've never bought a, a new car ever. Mm -hmm. um, that sounds pretty enticing to me, especially if I don't need, I think there's some anxiety on getting a car with a fresh battery pack because I don't want to get one that will be um, halfway through its life. And we'll talk a little bit more about that with maintenance later. But if I can find one that has 150 or 200 mile range and I can save some money with it being a used vehicle and then apply the tax credit, now the total cost of ownership, it, it comes down even more than just looking at fueling versus charging. As we're looking at the actual cost you know, comparison between the ICE vehicle and the EVs, um, we've got to factor in maintenance. You know, we can, we can talk about fuel, that's the biggie. But there is maintenance. There's always maintenance in, in cars. And, but the maintenance is different. And, and we'll go into that a little bit more in another, in another podcast. But for, for this one, we're talking about the cost. Um, what are your thoughts on that versus the cost of the maintenance that you would need to do on an EV versus the cost of the maintenance you would have with a, an ICE vehicle? Yeah, it, it's really hard to forecast because you never know wh what's going to go wrong. I know that um, I, ne I, I never am ready when something goes wrong in my car to go pay for it. But the, the, the simple thing is that there's much less parts in an EV than there are in a ICE vehicle. Um, the, the stat I like to tell people, uh, there are 2,000 moving parts on an ICE vehicle drivetrain. There's 20 on an EV drivetrain. So th then you think about there's no fluids, there's no oil changes. I mean, oil change is probably the most obvious preventive maintenance. Um, you do that probably four times a year. You don't have to do that with an EV. So we'll, we'll talk more about what all the, there is to do in maintenance. Batteries and, and, and tires and that sort of thing we'll, we'll talk about. But overall, think about the things that you normally go wrong on your vehicle that you have to get replaced. And then, and then ask yourself, if this was an EV, would I have had to do that? Uh, that's probably the best way to really wrap your head around that. Um, there, there is a, an article that I like to reference. Now, th this data is a little bit old. It's the top 10 car repairs in 2015. Only one of those in the top 10 uh, is something that could happen to an EV. So when you think about it from that perspective, uh, again, it's hard to put a number on it, but there's just less likelihood of, of having to go take it and, and have it worked on in the shop uh, for, for maintenance issues. Yeah. So um, before we close out today, Brandon, is there anything else you want to... Yeah, I guess, from, you know, I, I, I would like to ask our, our listeners that um, have EVs and have, have experienced these costs. What are we forgetting? I mean, there's, mm -hmm. 
I, I, I guess we, we haven't really talked about the, the cost of putting in a level two charger and that sort of thing, but there's, there's things I know that we have not experienced that some of our listeners and some of our car club members have, and I'd really like for them to share that. So, so if you're listening, um, if you go on the Facebook page and, and just tell us what we're, what we're forgetting, share that knowledge, share that experience with the rest of our members. I, I know they'd like that. That's right. And you can also email us at evcarclub at mte.com. So I want to thank everybody for listening today. Next time we're going to continue this discussion and we're going to really break down some of the maintenance issues you will have with an EV. For more information on MTE's Drive EV program or the EV Car Club, you can go to mte.com forward slash drive EV. Until next time, plug in, power up, and drive safe. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review. Also, we would love to hear from you. If you have any ideas of topics you would like for us to discuss, please email us at driveev at mte.com. Thanks for listening.